Now on WOC, the QC Current puts a focus on our beautiful bi-state riverfront destination. Presented by Visit Quad Cities, it's a weekly look at untold stories of the Quad Cities region and the history, people, events, and businesses that make this area unique. Here's the host of the QC Current, Hannah Ginder. Good morning, QC. I'm Hannah Ginder, and this is the QC Current, a new radio show created by Visit Quad Cities with a focus on telling the untold stories of our bi-state, riverfront destination. From little-known history to new innovations to quirky personalities, this show brings you deeper into the Quad Cities and leaves you ready to explore it yourself. This is the Quad Cities, where we're always reaching, always growing, always genuine, and always current. Today, I am so excited to be joined by Maria Ontiveros, president of Mercado on Fifth. Thanks for being here, Maria. Thank you, Hannah. Yes. So just to kind of dive into things, for those who don't know, what is Mercado on Fifth? Well, Mercado, of course, means market in Spanish, and Fifth refers to Fifth Avenue, where we host the market. Uh, but we're best known for our summertime events that celebrate Mexican culture in the Quad Cities. Every Friday in normal times, we line a block of Fifth Avenue in Moline with food trucks, mobile boutiques, and craft vendors, children's activities, and every event features live Latin music. These events bring together people of all ages and ethnicities from across, across the Quad Cities. It's a really fun and affordable way to start the weekend. How did Marcado get started? My grandfather, Bob Ontiveros, wanted to start a market in that part of the town, which is referred to now as the Floresante neighborhood of Moline. He grew up there with his nine brothers and sisters from and Mexican parents just down the street from Mercado. Um, and over the past 15 years, he's led positive improvements to the neighborhood. Um, after he renovated two other buildings for nonprofit use, he became really fixated on the idea of a market as a way to spur economic activity and uh, to provide a gathering space for the neighborhood. And finally, in 2016, he had a logo made and started garnering some press around the concept. And he recruited me and my dad, Chris, and other family and friends to get it off the ground. Um, so we Held a short pilot season in 2016 just to figure out what we were doing. And by 2017, we really took off. Awesome. And so a lot of Quad Citizens, we know Mercado as, you know, that awesome, fun, exciting market that happens in the summer. But you're, you're doing much more for those vendors than giving them a space to, to sell their goods or have a taco truck, that kind of thing. You're also helping their success in a lot of other ways. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Well, First of all, the businesses that we envisioned lining Fifth Avenue didn't exist in 2016. So we really had oh, wow. to seek out aspiring entrepreneurs uh, and, and help break down the barriers to entry. I started teaching the food licensure course in Spanish at, at Blackhawk College. And that class certifies chefs to manage a kitchen or own their own food business. And it previously was only available in English here in the Quad Cities. So we had a lot of interest in that. Um, then we began uh, hosting workshops in Spanish with the Illinois Small Business Development Center. Topics range from how to incorporate your business, um, how to pay your taxes, and um, shopping for insurance. Um, then my grandfather, he started funding a minority business equipment grant through the SBDC, which has so far awarded $41,000 to several dozen minority-owned entrepre minority entrepreneurs for small business purchases, like wow. a Braille machine to towing equipment to generators and food warmers. Just anything that they need to yeah, buy. Exactly. Awesome. 
Um, and Mercado vendors and non-Mercado vendors have benefited from these services and opportunities. Um, actually, today, a little more than four years after we first opened, over 25 new minority-owned businesses have been started as a result of our efforts. Wow. <clears throat> so that's, that's been great. Um, and actually, right now, we have another business grant opportunity. It's the first time we've held two grant cycles in one year. But this fall, we received some funding from IH Mississippi Valley Credit Union and the Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago to support minority-owned businesses. Um, this time, in addition to our equipment and PPE grant, which businesses can apply for up to $1,000, we also have a Spanish language accounting grant. Because there is such a lack of Spanish-speaking accountants in the area, we will be paying for business owners to receive services from Community CPA in Coralville, Iowa. So Community CPA is the organization behind the Immigrant Entrepreneur Summit, which is such a great event um, for minority-owned businesses. And they are always sharing free videos on their social media pages. So just a really great group to get connected with. <clears throat> and this grant will pay for the business's first session with the accountant, as well as a $50 travel stipend. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Yeah. One of my grandfather's <laughs> mottos is everyone wins when someone gets an opportunity and we think the community and the Mercado win when small businesses thrive. Awesome. Um, so you said that a lot of these businesses didn't even exist when Mercado started. Was it difficult to find those entrepreneurs looking to start businesses or were they all just like raring to go when you were ready to help? There is a, a big entrepreneurial background in the Florissante neighborhood. Um, a lot of people are cooking tacos out of their garages on the weekends. And so mm -hmm. people really just came out of the woodwork when we started Mercado. Um, they were lining up to figure out a way to, to get a booth there. So it was, it was actually very easy. You just needed <laughs> to provide a platform that people felt comfortable with. And, um, you know, we had always had have had Spanish speaking, speaking staff on on uh well on our staff uh -huh. so um yeah it's it's i think just the opportunity needed to to be there for for people to want to sell awesome um so one of your big kind of mission points is boosting community pride in what way is marcado boosting community pride and why is that so important well, Visit Quad Cities knows as well as any <laughs> anyone how important it is to improve our region's braggability. For sure. And we think we do that by providing a space that people of all different ages and ethnicities and income levels brag about. Mm -hmm. um, through all of our placemaking efforts, Mercado has really transformed the gateway to the Florissante neighborhood into a cultural and foodie destination in the summer. It's a, a cool place to visit. Over 20,000 people attended Mercado in 2019. So that, that shows. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And I think it's important to note, you know, um, Mercado isn't just a bit to brag, a brag a bit to brag about for the Florciente neighborhood. It's for the whole Quad Cities, whether you're in Moline, wherever you are. This is this is for all of us, and it's really something that we can have a lot of pride in. Yeah, it's, it is a microcosm of the Quad Cities, not just in the patrons, but the organizations and businesses that set up there. Um, we're really intentional about only having locally owned um, businesses participate, even though we have such an interest for, from sales representatives of multi-level marketing companies. We mm -hmm. um, decide to, to, to leave those out just to keep, keep that unique sense of place. Awesome. Love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're also creating educational opportunities for kids. Can mm -hmm. you tell us about some of those? Sure. Well, over the past four years, Mercado has partnered with the Family Museum, the Putnam Museum, 
Moline Public Library, Streamline Architects, Nahant Marsh, Moline Fire Department, WQPT, Quad City Ballet. I could go on and on. Um, all of those organizations have, have brought activities to engage children at Mercado. Um, STEM activities have included robot programming and spaghetti and marshmallow towers that had to withstand simulated earthquakes. Wow. We've had maraca making kits and bubble stations and drum ceremonies. Um, Reed Moline has given away over a thousand books in Spanish and English during the last uh, two years. And Nahant Marsh um, always brings live animals to show the kids. So, um, yeah, we always have something free for for uh, the kiddos, but not just that. We have ec- educational opportunities for adults as well. Uh, more than 30 nonprofit organizations have been provided free booth space to pass out outreach materials to local families. So organizations like the Family Resources, Gigi's Playhouse, Habitat for Humanity, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Unity Point Health. Um, we really believe that this access to information has created a more empowered and engaged neighborhood. For sure. And so you began in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. How has Mercado evolved and changed since then? So much. <laughs> we hosted such small crowds the first season. I, I spent so much money with the vendors hoping that they would come back the next week. <laughs> uh, many did, I think, because they saw the potential. Like we, we definitely had the recipe. We just needed needed more ingredients. We needed more food trucks, more Latin music, more partners. And since then, because we engage so many people, um, Mercado has really taken on a life of its own. We've grown exponentially. Our 2019 summer season attracted an average of 1,000 people per night and wow. generated at least $200,000 in consumer spending. Um, at one point, we had eight vendors selling tacos and all doing fairly well. Um, we've also added a bunch of programs, the mm-hmm. Cocina series, w- in which vendors lead cooking classes, teaching small groups how to make traditional Mexican dishes. We also held our first annual mole cook-off last year to crown the best mole in the Quad Cities. Yum. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious. We also started collaborating with more organizations like the Quad City Symphony Orchestra, Um, Last year, we actually set up a mini Mercado at the River Center before the symphony's performance of Disney's Coco in concert. So I would definitely expect more of those collaborations in the future. There was even something like larger at the Tax Slayer Center, right? Yes. That was involved with? Yes. That was a huge highlight for me. Um, Bringing major musical acts is is always super memorable. Um, Yeah, Montez de Durango was the band we brought to the Tax Slayer. And actually, it was supposed to be held on Fifth Avenue, but um, but word of this concert spread like wildfire. And about a week before the show, we we realized Fifth Avenue would be too small for our crowd. So we, we <laughs> called up the Tech Slayer Center and made a deal with them to move the concert there indoors. And, um, and it actually was the second Latin headliner to ever play at the arena since oh, wow. it opened in 1993. So, and also many people came out to the show that had never been to the Tech Slayer before. So that was really special. Awesome. Um, Okay, so you've got a new building kind of under construction, under renovation right now. Where is it at and what what is the purpose of this building that's coming to be? Sure. Well, we, uh, yeah, we're currently renovating um, a a building that's adjacent to Mercado's outdoor programming, um, thanks to a a lot of help from the state of Illinois and several community partners. Uh, The the space will expand Mercado indoors and year-round. 
Um, we, we anticipate hosting a variety of cultural programs like art classes, cooking classes, cook-offs and tastings, um, definitely indoor concerts and the, the multicultural vendor fairs that, um, that we have during the summer, um, even parade boat float building. <laughs> we have a really cool parade float and, um, and hope to make more of those. And this is a great space because it has really big garage doors. Perfect. Um, we also plan to use the space as a resource center for adults during the weekdays. Um, the Illinois Small Business Development Center, um, World Relief, and Quad Cities YWCA have all requested to use the building for, for weekly office hours, um, helping with career services, um, small business consultations, and, and immigration counseling. Um, so we're actually we're we're really thrilled about the possibilities and so grateful for all of our community partners that have invested in the project already. Um, it's right across from the proposed train station to Chicago and two blocks from the Tax Layer Center. So um, we really think that this will add a unique sense of place to an important corner of the Quad Cities. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I would love to know um, over these past you know four or so years that Mercado has been happening. What are your favorite, most noteworthy experiences? I'm sure there's a bunch. <laughs> there's way too many. <laughs> I think it's it's really just heartwarming to see businesses progress from stands to trailers to trucks to brick and mortars. Um, it's it's just cool to see people pursuing their dreams. Um, it, it's also fun to hear about the, the the little successes of people who ran into their high school friends that they haven't seen in 20 years or... Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a, a dancer from the Quad City Ballet who's from Mexico, and he ran into a friend from Mexico who was performing that night. It was a band from Chicago. And, Crazy. Um, yeah. So just I, I love those those little interactions and just knowing that so many magic moments are happening um, without you, like without you knowing, you, you'll never know. Um, mm-hmm. Of, of all the, the small wins um, just from bringing people together. I think that's that's really special. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So right now I know it's kind of your, your off season, at least for the market that happens on 5th and then also pandemic. Ugh. Um, but how can people still get involved with Mercado right now? Well, I would just say shop local, Mercado vendor or not. Um, support a few local restaurants every week because when small businesses thrive, the whole community thrives. Um, you could also follow us on Facebook. We post about our vendors' happenings um, pretty frequently, and we stream weekly live videos. We have a, a bilingual story time with Rosie and Emma on Thursday nights and live music sets with DJ Guerrero every Friday night. Um, in normal times, we have several volunteer opportunities for the summer market and the off-season events. We have volunteer teachers reading at the storytime area and handing out free books. Um, we've had sororities and fraternities as well as sports teams like Assumption Wrestling Team um, help clean up at the end of the night. We also offer several opportunities for businesses and organizations um, to get involved and um, to, you know those that want to reach our patrons. We have companies that bring recruitment teams to advertise open positions. Um, sometimes we make special announcements for organizations. And um, we also offer sponsorship packages with uh, lots of advertising benefits. It's really affordable way to, to reach a diverse local audience. Awesome. So looking down the road, what's next for Mercado? 
Well, we hope to become one of the region's leading cultural institutions and Mm -hmm. Mecca for foodies. (laughs) The building will definitely help us establish ourselves as as such. But um, while most of our programming is canceled right now, we're just going to be working on that space so we can come back bigger and better than ever. Awesome. Love it. And so I know nothing is concrete right now living in a pandemic and plans are always already changing. But when would the when would Mercado reopen for the season with the street market? Yeah, we're we're still going to wait until uh, until the end of winter to see where where we're at with this coronavirus, Um, because it does take a lot of investment and planning to to plan a season. So. Um, I think it's too early to say for next summer, um, but we could always start planning um, an alternative type of event, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one that's just focused on shopping or something like that. But uh, really, it's difficult because Mercado is not just a market where where you'd, we'd want to like get in and out, and get you know, get your food or get your products, retail products and leave. Um, like it's a full experience. Yeah, it's a lot of it is gathering like that's. Mm-hmm. So much of the fun is is running into people and um, yeah, just just getting together with family and friends and 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 seeing people that um, from the from the community. So I think that's really hard to adapt in these times. For sure. Um, otherwise, you just kind of lose out on the the big the bigger purpose of it. So um, that's been a challenge, but uh, we definitely want to keep moving on with the building renovation and hope to have that open by the end of 2021. Awesome. All right. Well, we will keep our fingers crossed. We will keep our masks on and we will hope that we will see a lot more exciting things from Mercado very soon in person as a community. Definitely. All right. So we always wrap things up here on the QC Current the same way. I'm often told these are the toughest questions for our guests. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions about your favorite things to do, to see, to eat in the Quad Cities? Sure, let's go. All right. Favorite spot for dinner? Ooh, Le Mekong. Ooh, good one. Favorite local cup of coffee? Ooh, I'd have to say Milltown coffee. Oh, that's one of my favorites too. Um, favorite place to grab dessert or a sweet treat? Ooh, you know, I just had pies from Eastern Iowa Baking Company and they were delicious. So I have nice. to give them a shout out. Okay, favorite Quad Cities brewery? Ooh, I love Wake. Do you have a go-to beer there? Mm, I like their Italian, um, what is it? Italian uh, Pilsner, I want to say. It's very flavorful for a Pilsner. All right, favorite way to spend a free Saturday afternoon in the Quad Cities? Ooh, maybe taking a a walk through Augie's... um, (laughs) <laughs> what do you call it? Oh, that the riverfront slough, yeah. Yes, the slough path. It's so gorgeous, especially on like a fall day when the leaves are changing. Then maybe heading over to Raz Talks for a banh mi, um, sitting outside on the picnic table. And then maybe heading out to uh, Wildcat Den for another walk. <laughs> <laughs> um, then maybe uh, taking a paddle down the Rock River. And um, maybe ending with a nice bonfire uh, with some local beers and pies from <laughs> East Iowa <laughs> Baking Company. There you go again. I love that. What a day. All right. Final question of the day. What's one thing every visitor to the Quad Cities must do? Get on the river. I think um, and 
we have such an opportunity to expand the the river tourism. I mean, that's that's really our biggest asset. And so whether it's walking the the river path or taking the channel cat or um, renting a kayak, um, got to get out there and and see either the Mississippi or the Rock River. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Maria. Well, thank you, Hannah. Yes, I'm Hannah Ginder, and this has been the QC Current. You've been listening to the QC Current, presented by Visit Quad Cities, the official destination management and marketing organization for the Quad Cities region. Learn more about us, our region, neighborhoods, and community partners at visitquadcities.com and connect with us through your favorite social media sites. Tune in next weekend for another episode of the QC Current on WOC News Talk 1420.